This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction. Do you know what I did today? What did you do today? Watch another whole movie. Another whole movie? What did you watch? It was a Hallmark movie, but it was, um, it still counts in, in my head. Um, sure. It had... The girl from Sex and the City, Kristen Davis. Is that her last name? Charlotte? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and A Heavenly Christmas. That's what it's called. Oh, wow. Have you seen that one? I have not. It's got, okay, so it's got A-listers. It's got her, or they're B-listers. Like, she's a B-lister. Um, and mm-hmm. then, um, oh, Eric McCormack. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they had four real songs in there. Wow. Yeah. So Sarah looked it up. It was one of the Hallmark Hall of Famers. That's that why I was going to say, say it must have been a Hallmark Hall of Fame. And I was like, they put some like real money into the production of this one. It was cute. Yeah. And Shirley they, do. they put some real money behind uh, the Hall of Famer movies. Additionally, because I'm sharing only good news today, I want you to see the door prize I won at the market that I put on yesterday. Okay. And then we will post this on Instagram too. But wow right it is a handmade wooden texas painted like the texas flag everything's bigger in texas <laughs> everything it is bigger than my head look for scale this is my head right beside it <laughs> that's large the, the woodworker who donated it i was like Dude, we're in a market in Louisiana. So by one, the door prize, I mean, I just claimed it because I put the event on. So good for you. <laughs> I threw my weight around yesterday. That's good. So tell me about your weekend. Tell me one good thing. And then if something shitty happened, I'll let you talk about that too. But I'm trying this positivity thing. I don't like it so uh, far. Yeah, I hate it. So, <laughs> um, so let's see. I really don't have anything like super good or super bad that happened this weekend. I just have been kind of hibernating. So fair enough. Um, I thought you should want to know that my watercolor paint says eye irritant. So don't put paint in your eye. Well, now I you d- ruined my Sunday night plan. I didn't think that needed to have an actual sticker. Like, look, it's a peel off sticker. Look, anytime you see one of those stickers, it's because somebody put paint in their eyes. I know, but I have eight tubes from that brand. None of the others say eye irritant. So only that color got put in someone's eye. Are you sure the color is an eye irritant? (laughs) The color is bright violet luminous. So they wanted to get the London look, I think. How fancy. (laughs) So um, how's your week been? Like we talked about the weekend, but just that great, huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I have nothing. And going along with your positive <laughs> thing, I have nothing nice to say, so I will not say anything at all. Well, I totally get. That. Oh, I did get a pedicure yesterday, so yay me! I'm very jealous. I've put that on my agenda for this week, and maybe a massage for next week. Yeah, um, I have. I got my toes done, and I'm getting my hair done on Tuesday. So, putting that lifetime sentence money to work. yeah that's what it is it's not recklessly spending my own money even though i definitely should not (laughs) never you would never do that i would never if somebody were to ask me six things that you would definitely do that would not even be on the top six um (laughs) cure cancer is up there you would definitely do it um share a coke with a stranger i don't drink coke um own an Audi R8. Okay. Um. Ooh, be the next it girl. Oh, well, I'm already the next it girl. Right, but you have to up yourself. You're the next okay. next it girl. Yeah, like. Okay. Um, and then, um, inherit the throne from the queen. Those are the things I think you would absolutely do. Well, you're painting quite the life for myself. I think I'll take that one instead of the one I'm currently living. <laughs> It's that lifetime sentence money. It'll change you. <laughs> All $15 of it. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to speak it into existence. You know how on... Um, yeah, the secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how on... And that's why we drink um, 
Christine has a vision board. Yeah. This is my verbal vision board. I have a vision board. I don't because I would lose I'm it. Set a, you know, Chris, I made a vision board a few months ago and I'm pretty sure I like somehow made it so it just repelled everything I put on the vision board. So maybe I need to burn the vision board and start over. Do a backwards vision board. Yes. <laughs> like a bad juju vision board. Oh, well, we were, my friends and I were going to do a, a voodoo vision board. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. That's oh, more up our alley. We're not the positive people. We're the negative ones. Speaking of that lifetime sentence mon- money, welcome mm-hmm. to lifetime sentence. I'm Kristen Davis from Sex in the City. I'm Queen, Queen Elizabeth. Aaron of England. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was afraid you wouldn't take it, so I had to jump in because mansplaining uh, is what I do best. Yes. <laughs> so let me tell you a story about this movie, which was a complete snooze fest. Oh, no. It is like last week we peaked, and this week. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. This movie was terrible. You know, I hate it was a lot of like things happening while music played in the background. It's very angsty. Love it. You know, teachers have a rule that if you have a good day, it's always going to be followed by a bad day. So I think that's our rule here, too. I yeah, I did not like this movie and I had high hopes for it. It's got James Vanderbeek and LeVar Burton in it. For real? Dawson and Reading Rainbow? Yes. I know two of the actors. Yes. I'm on a roll. Call me butter. <laughs> oh. Ooh, and food just appeared. I hate you. <laughs> I had to make my own food, but then I really like haven't been eating a lot. So because my stomach's been all jacked up. So it's like, well, at least in about a month or so. I'm either going to be back to normal and eating or I'm going to look freaking amazing. <laughs> you already look freaking amazing. So you have to be look freaking amazing er. Amazing er. There you That's go. Word. I'm an English teacher. <laughs> if I say it, it's fact. Okay. So tell me well, about. Butter my butt and call me a biscuit. <laughs> well, tell me about reading Rainbow and Dawson's Creek. Okay. So this week I watched Taken in Broad Daylight. It starred Sarah Canning. Ooh, hold on. Series of unfortunate events. Yeah. What? You know everyone in this movie. (laughs) Two weeks in a row. (laughs) Maybe we should just switch places now. I just brushed my bangs back that don't exist (laughs) in everything. I was so proud of myself. You have bangs. Wow. (laughs) Um, She was... She plays Anne. She was in a series of unfortunate events. She was in The Vampire Diaries. That's the other thing I was going to say. She was in a movie called the Banana Splits movie. Like the old Banana Splits gang? Like the... I don't know. Like the... the Banana Splits Costume movie. animals? Did you ever watch the Banana Split gang? No. Oh, it's like a... I think my mom watched it when she was little. Um, it was like a Saturday Are morning Are you implying that thing. I'm your mother's age? No, I watched it on Boomerang. <laughs> I was trying to give a time frame, but then mm-hmm. I didn't want to give a decade mm-hmm. for fear that I'd be wrong. But I watched it on Boomerang growing up. Okay. The opening, the opening scene was them like playing in the park and going down a slide, and it was like real confusing. I have no idea. I just thought the title was interesting. Um, James Vanderbeek of Dawson's Creek fame, and also the B in Apartment Twenty Three. Yeah, and I'm just gonna call him Dawson the whole time. So who cares about his name? You have to. Um, he was in Dawson's Creek, Varsity Blues. He's currently on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I did not know that. Uh huh. And don't trust the bee in apartment twenty three, which is such a funny show, and he plays himself. It's it really is. Funny. Um, and then finally, Lavar Burton. Who cares what his name is? I just call him Lavar. You know him from Star Trek, Roots, and of course, Reading Rainbow. Yes. Um, just because I have to get it out of the way right now, so I don't do it again. Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> I can fly twice as high. Okay. 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 Are you sure? Yes. This is the banana split gang. How weird. Look, this is what they look like. They're creepy, kind of. Well, but I'm terrified now. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. They're like Chuck E. Cheese, except you watched them <laughs> on your own. You didn't pay to go see them. Thanks. I hate it. Um. 
We open with a girl bent over, breathing heavily. And oh, she's practicing running, which sounds terrible. Oh, I was like, was she trying to pick up a quarter off the floor? Because that's what I sound like when I drop change lately. <laughs> I need to get back to the gym. Um, later, she and her friends are leaving school and her boyfriend gives her a tiny little teddy bear for their three month anniversary. Aw, high school. <laughs> um, dear world, there's no such thing as three month anniversary. Anniversary nope. means a reoccurrence of a yearly occasion. Yes. You don't have a three-month reoccurrence of a yearly occasion. I mean, I think they call that not semi-annually. Um, I don't know. Duo decannually happens 12 times sure. a year. You're welcome. Maybe. Oh, oh, my weenie dog just like jumped up in my lap and it was real scary. I didn't know what was touching <laughs> me because I thought my door was closed. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he gives her this little teddy bear and then they all part ways and she goes home. Um, there's a guy standing on her front porch and she freaks out and runs to hug him. It's her brother. He's home from the military, I think. Okay. <laughs> you sound so committed to that. Then at dinner, she gets her college acceptance letter and everyone's happy. This girl is having a pretty good day and wouldn't it be a shame if something totally ruined it like being kidnapped? I can't imagine that that would happen. This is a lifetime movie. Yeah. So she goes to the mall to buy her a new CD to treat herself. And do you know what CD it was? No, I'm going to guess in sync. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I have no idea. I cannot. I have no idea. Anyways, she's listening to it on her disc man walking out of the mall. Oh man. Yeah. When, She's, of course, not paying attention, and she's approached by Dawson Leary? <laughs> um, it's just makeup. He comes up behind her and grabs her. She fights and screams, and other people take out their phones to call 911, but no one intervenes. They just watch him throw her in a van and drive away. <laughs> They're like, that looks weird. Hey, Mom, guess what just happened? <laughs> um... So Detective LeBar Burton arrives on the scene and looking for clues. And it turns out he knows the family. So he goes to their house, stone faced, to tell them the news. And we cut to Dawson, who's driving and pointing a gun at Anne, asking her why she was screaming back there because that was not okay. Oh, I'm so She's sorry, like, sir. Hi, stranger. I was screaming because you abducted me. <laughs> Um, so he makes her sit in the car, like up in the car seat and then starts playing with the automatic locks with the barrel of his gun, like some kind of lunatic. Um, LeVar and a million cops are setting up a recorded line in the family's house. The family wants to go look for her, but he tells them to stay put in case the kidnapper calls. Dawson gets to his first destination, pulls Anne out of the car and duct tapes her hands behind her back, then blindfolds her. He, like, pushes her forward and tells her if she can get the tape off, he'll let her go. And then laughs at her while she, like, stumbles around trying to, like, free herself. Hey, that's not nice. No. She finally falls down and he stands over her and says, you lose. And they get back in the car and continue their little road trip of terror. Um, I'm loving this movie so much. Yeah. He starts touching her face. And when she, like, tries to pull away, he loses control of the car and crashes into a pond. Um, Detective LeVar is giving a press conference about Anne, and we cut back to her laying in the crashed vehicle. Dawson is standing in the pond, screaming at the sky that he's still alive. Like, he's Um, mad that he's still alive, or he's, like, grateful? No, he's like, I'm still here! Oh, (laughs) Oh, so like, you didn't give me this time, God, and he shook his fist? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anne wakes up and realizes she's probably going to drown because the pond water is, like, leaking into the car and she can't move. So she starts screaming for help. Um, So Dawson hops on top of the car and, quote unquote, saves her, I guess, if you can call it that. Um, Yeah, there's not really a good option here. Nope. Um. Day two at the family's house, a call comes in and everyone thinks it's a ransom call. But when they answer, it's just a reporter asking for an interview. Um, Right then, a lady walks into the kitchen 
and the family thinks she's a reporter at first, but she's actually from the FBI. I confuse reporters with the FBI all the time. All the time, yeah. Anne is now chained up, and Dawson is marching her through the woods barefoot, which seems uncomfortable. Um, they stumble upon and, I guess, steal a tractor, which Dawson then uses to pull his truck out of the pond. Oh, casual. Don't you yeah. just have a random tractor laying around to pull out psychopath's no. car from the pond? Mm. No. He gets the car out, and they go back on the road. Dawson gives her a cookie, and they make small talk. He says his name is Jack Rabbit because he's fast and strong, but I think that's stupid, so I'm going to keep calling him Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> um, he starts quoting the Bible, and when Anne can name what book the verses are from, he gives her cookies. Just like the worst vacation Bible school ever. <laughs> I mean, I would try it. I mean, not in a not in a van at gunpoint, but like maybe with my <laughs> kids this summer, we'll try that instead. Anne convinces Dawson to let her call someone she knows to tell them she's alive. The mom had let her friend convince her to take a nap. So her mom's friend answers the phone when Anne calls. And this is how you lose friends, by convincing them to take a nap while their daughter is missing. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. When was this? Like, when was the actual movie set? Is it like present day-ish? Well, the movie was released in 2009. Okay. But she has a disc man. So like and, early 2000s. And you're the one that knows the whole story. I know the actual crime. Know. But you know Lifetime likes to take liberties. So for just a minute, the way you describe this, I saw it in like the 70s. No. I just had it on my head. I think because we were talking about the Banana Split gang. Um, or the Banana Splits, rather. Anyway, so then I was like, well, for, in this case, friends get friends quaaludes so they don't sleep. But... Mm-hmm. 2002 is when this crime was, and I don't think Quaaludes were still out then. No, I don't think so. Um, So they're, like, listening to this call over and over, and LaVar says Anne at least sounds like she has her wits about her. Dawson makes Anne call another one of her friends, and she says she's, quote, looking for equality vacation. What does that mean? The cops... And family, they play the callback over and over again about a million times. And because Wyoming is supposedly the equality state, they're like, oh, she must be in Wyoming. Um, I've got to get smarter just in case I'm ever going to get kidnapped because I would have. <laughs> oh, mom, I'm going to a state that doesn't look just like a boot. <laughs> My mom would be like, you dumbass, you're going to die. Like, peace out. <laughs> Um, Dawson's driving and reciting the shooting of Dan McGrew, hmm. which is a poem. My favorite poem. I recite it to you right now. Okay. Go. My mouth is full right now. <laughs> um, it's actually kind of creepy. I was going to write some of those stanzas down, but then I forgot. Sorry. Um, on day five. Oh, so he's reciting this poem and it just flashes between Anne's family members. We just see what they're up to. What are they up to? this poem going as the background. That's not, I don't like this soundtrack. (laughs) A Um, bunch of the boys were whooping in the Malamute saloon. The kid that handles the music box was hitting a jag time tune. A back, back of the bar in a solo game set dangerous Dan McGrew. And watching his luck was his light of light of love, the lady that's known as Lou. This mm-hmm. is like real rudimentary rhyme scheme for this to be such a creepy poem. Yeah. Um, hold on. So he, the part he recites is, were you ever out in the great alone when the moon was awful clear and the icy mountains hemmed you in with a silence you most could hear with only the howl of a timber wolf and you camp there in the cold, a half dead thing in stark dead world, clean mad for the muck called gold while high overhead, green, yellow, and red, the North lies light swept in bars. Then you've a hunch what the music meant hunger and night and the stars. Mm, No (laughs) hard pass. Um, So on day five, Dawson and Anne get to a house in Montana Dawson kicks the door in and discerns that the house is empty. So I guess they live there now. 
That's how it works. He cooks Anne something that he shot in the woods and does not look good. And tells her he has everything figured out. The pair of them will just move to the mountains and live off the land. Obviously. (laughs) Duh, Aaron. You didn't see that it was going that direction? He then refers to himself as Tony, which is much different than Jackrabbit, but I'm still going to keep using Dawson. Um, He tells Anne that he's been to prison, but she'll see eventually that he's not so bad. (laughs) Makes sense. That's usually how I calm people down, too. Listen, (laughs) there's no need to freak out. I have a gun and I've been to prison. (laughs) What's so weird about that? I'm not that that bad. Anne says thank you for dinner and Dawson hallucinates that she's all like cleaned up wearing a dress and smiling at him instead of beat up dirty and pissed off. Um, Later, he lights a bunch of candles and plays some old timey music, which I was like, oh, nope. He brings her a ring and makes her put it on her left ring finger. That doesn't actually make you married, Dawson. So I guess they're married now. Just heads up. (laughs) Like, I know you were on that teen show for a long time and y'all couldn't figure out how love worked then. It apparently didn't get better. Then he totally ruins the romantic moment that was their wedding by saying he has to pee and runs upstairs. While That's he's exactly up there, what I did in the middle of my vows. <laughs> while he's up there, Anne finds a phone. Dawson is upstairs shooting up, though. He's not peeing. Oh, I did not do that. <laughs> Anne tries to reach the phone, but she can't because she's chained to the couch. But she does manage to, like, grab another thing and pull the phone to her. She gets the phone. She calls 911. And she's just, like, casually having this conversation with the 911 operator who has no sense of urgency whatsoever. Hey, Jan. I just had the most romantic wedding. My husband's (laughs) upstairs peeing. So if you could just, like, send a little car home. Like, send a car over. Uber style. Like... Just send me a text when he's here. That'd be great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're just ha- casually having a conversation about, like, where they've been and what's been going on when Dawson pokes his head around the corner. Um, the 911 operator at least managed to trace the call, and so the family celebrates thinking that they found Anne. The police find the cabin and send in the SWAT team, but they're long gone. Surprise. I'm so yeah. shocked. When the family finds out, the brother loses his shit and says he'll just drive to Montana himself to get his sister back. Lavar tries to stop him, so the brother just punches a police officer in the stomach. I also did that on my wedding. Um. Then he like immediately apologizes and cries. So I didn't Dawson do that. And Anne are driving, and he's yelling at her for calling the police and saying he's going to kill her. The FBI did figure out who Dawson is, though, and they've apparently been tracking him for a really long time, but haven't managed to catch him. Well, it's not hard to find him. He's been on TV for several years now. <laughs> Looks like Dawson is making Anne dig her own grave, which, no. Um, they start fighting because Anne refuses to go out doing manual labor, which, same. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most real statement that's ever been said in any Lifetime movie. Yeah. Um Dawson yells at her that she said they were going to be together and she was lying. No. (laughs) Uh, But you fake said you loved me. Yeah. She begs him not to kill her. And so he doesn't. He rapes her instead. Mm, I that's not actually a better alternative Dawson. It's just like a lateral move there. Yeah. And in our edit of the week. The rape occurs while cutting back and forth to a scene where they're interviewing his grandmother and she's telling them what a nice Christian boy he is. I don't want Nana in a rape scene. <laughs> um, and it's now day six and they're in another town in Montana. They're at some weird abandoned looking playground. How many towns could there possibly be in Montana? A lot. There's not people in Montana. But there is this abandoned playground with a barrel of water with a random mirror over the top of it. That makes me feel better. Thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Anne is horrified when she sees her reflection and starts aggressively scrubbing while Dawson watches from inside the weird cabin that happens to be at this abandoned playground where there's a barrel of water with a mirror over the top of it. Montana, your parks are wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
he brings her new clothes to put on and she cries. Dawson tells her that she looks nice, which, ew. Um, that's that's why she was crying because she thought she looked ugly, Dawson. You nailed yeah. it. You fixed it. Good job. Anne finds a TV and turns it on just as a news story with her family on it airs. She watches a little bit of it and then turns it off when Dawson comes in, but he turns it back on to hear the newscaster call him Jack Rabbit, which is a stupid name. Like, he gets all excited. He's like, oh, that's me. I told you. I told you. <laughs> I can't take anything seriously today, apparently. Then the newscaster describes the vehicle they're driving, so he gets mad. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're supposed to only know my name. Nothing else. <laughs> Poor Anne is just like, this is all fine. Nobody needs to die. We just need a new car. But her give a damn is also a little bit busted because she starts asking him why he kidnapped her. He says he just got tired of being alone. So they go and they go to an abandoned water park, Montana. What is happening up there? Is every, I told you, there's nothing in Montana. Everything's just abandoned. Yeah, it's they steal a car from this abandoned water park. Do you know? I feel like I've mentioned this recently. Do you know about penny uh, penny fences in Ireland? So the, no. the rock fences that are all around Ireland um, mm -hmm. were created during the potato famine and they were paid by like the British government a penny a day to build these fences so that the workers could get some kind of money. It's kind of like all the depression things that we came up with. Sure. Um, I feel like that this was our version of penny fences, that Montana exists just to put abandoned things in so that workers who are hard on their luck will get some kind of like cash flow. Sure. Um, so Dawson leaves Anne to pack up their stuff from the old car while he hotwires the new one. And so she leaves her little teddy bear in the back so they'll know that she was there. Or is alive or something. Um, FBI and LeVar are in a stakeout van in Montana when someone calls that they found the Suburban. LeVar finds the teddy bear in the back along with a note that she had hidden inside of it. Saying she she just put her name and like what time they were there. Anna's a badass. Yeah. So turns out when Dawson stole the suburban, he beat up the eighty year old man who owned it, who later died of his injuries. Ooh, you going to jail now? Mm-hmm. He show is. Um. Do, 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 do. Dawson and Anne drive to a new house in Montana, which appears abandoned, but as they're breaking in, a man walking his dog happens by. But he smartly does not, like, approach them. Um, the house has clown pictures and an old carousel horse in it, so I would have been like, mm, thanks, but no thanks. Was the life, like, the executives at Lifetime were like, okay, so we have a failed haunted movie. We're just going to recycle it all. James Vanderbeek, get over here. <laughs> they just like walked on the set of Dawson's Creek next door and they're like, listen, we need to borrow this guy for like four hours. <laughs> so Dawson goes to shoot up and realizes he's out of whatever drug he's been taking. And I guess when you kidnap someone, you also forget to do your normal errands, like call your drug dealer and order new drugs. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. So he's totally freaking out and then notices movement outside because the dog walker called the police. No. So, you know, he does the only thing you can do in that situation. Which Give is up? Unplug the light so it's dark. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not that, Surprisingly, Aaron, that's not the only option. <laughs> <laughs> um, he asks and like he pushes Anne up against the window and asks her if she sees anything and she says she doesn't it's too dark just as the police flip on the floodlights into the house and start screaming into a bullhorn that's surrounded <laughs> I hate this movie just because like it's it's that sense of suspense that is like unresolved a lot <laughs> uh, Dawson is super pissed that they got found and tells Anne that it's all her fault. He's like, how could our cover possibly be blown? <laughs> this was fail-proof. Yeah. So, the SWAT team can't get a shot off because Dawson's using Anne as a human shield. Of course, of course he, he is. is. He's a gentleman. Yeah. Anne Ladies first. 
Anne begs him to call 911 and just talk to them and finally convinces him to let her call 911 and talk to them. So she, they let LaVar like talk to her because he knows who, who she is and maybe can have some insight into what she's saying, like figure things out, like equality vacation. Still baffled by this one. Yeah. Um, Dawson starts crazing on about his grandma. So Anne tells the police that Dawson wants to talk to his grandma. So they patch her through a few minutes later. (laughs) He's like, I want my mommy. She's just sitting there with a plate of fresh baked cookies. Yeah. Um, so grandma asks if it's true that he kidnapped someone and Dawson says he's scared. And grandma's like, you can't be scared if you have Jesus. Sure, Nana. Dawson says he's going to kill Anne and then himself. And grandma says, oh, nonsense. I will not listen to this. (laughs) Nope. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. She says, I'm going to pray for you. We're going to ask Jesus for forgiveness. Oh, so she starts praying like a Baptist preacher at a tent revival. On the phone? Dawson hangs up on her. Yeah. He points the gun at Anne, but she picks up the phone and tells the police that they're coming out um, and not to hurt Dawson. And if they shoot, they have to shoot both of them. And so the cops are like, totally, we'll totally shoot both of you. That's absolutely what we're going to do. Right. Um, right. So they come out. Dawson's using Anne as a shield again. Um, and what happened to our quick like a bunny jackrabbit? Why isn't he just running away? Oh, Aaron, he didn't mean he runs fast. He means he's like a one pump chump. Like he's quick like a jackrabbit. Oh, oh. now I feel bad for him. The police yell at him to drop his gun. Anne is talking to him, but you can't see what she's saying. It looks like she's saying it'll all be okay, though. He puts his gun down and throws his hands up. Anne has her hands up. She turns around and books it the fuck into LeVar Burton's arm. She's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dawson yells after her, but the police swarm in and arrest him while he screams that they were just going on vacation. It was just our honeymoon. We got fake married yesterday. So LeVar gives Anne her little bear back and says, let's go home. And they leave. They walk by the car that Dawson is in the back of, and she takes the ring off and throws it out the window. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Uh, uh, oh. LeVar takes her home and of course, she has to walk through a swarm of reporters to get to her family. Because you know. the media fucking sucks. Yeah. Everyone hugs. Everyone's happy. Um, except for Anthony Stephen Wright, a.k.a. Tony Zappa, a.k.a. Dawson, who's serving life in Iowa State Penitentiary with no possibility of parole. Bye, bitch. And Slutie went on to graduate from the Rose Holman Institute of Technology with a degree in biomedical engineering. The end. I'm choosing to believe that as he was in the police car in the end, he was making the cry and dossing meme face. He kind of was. Yes. God, so good. That movie was the gift that keeps on giving. It was just awful. Like it was awful. Haunted house scenes. Awful. Yeah, a wedding. I mean. I mean, if that's not, I, I, I got to update my dream wedding again from Peter's waitresses <laughs> with champagne to an and abandoned house with w- some kind of drug. <laughs> Hooters waitresses are carrying the unknown drug. Yes. There. Mm-hmm. Just got to blend them, Aaron. It's all about meeting Fix in the it. middle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that was fast. I, t- I told you. Mine's going to be pretty quick, too. not a lot too. to write about. Mine's going to be pretty quick, too. Um, I have some sources. I don't remember if I wrote them down. I'm looking it up. Um, I opened the wrong app on my iPad, so that's useless. Um, Where are you? There you are. Um, I think this was from... Where are you, Chris? The Kearney Sorry. Times or whatever the local newspaper in Kearney was is where I got most of my information. Um, sure. Because Kearney, oh, um, Nebraska, I think is where this was. Kearney yes. somewhere. Um, yes. 
So, um, for this to be a pretty recent case, I mean, it was 2002, which I know is not like mm-hmm. super recent, but like the internet existed then. There should have been some blogger to tell me this story. Um, as, as you know, I get pissed off when there's not a version of the story exactly the way I want it. Yes, I know. Um, so I, uh, there's not which, even to which I would say, welcome to my life. Nothing is exactly the way that I want it. Yes, but you're the queen, so you can affect change one day. Um, mm. all I have are AirPods and Spite, and those two things combined do not make magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, in any case, there's not even a Wikipedia article about this, but I did get a lot from like the local newspapers. Okay. So, um, on April 6th, 2002, is what I have in my notes. I really hope it's 2002. It might have been 2001, the more I think about it. But I'm almost positive it's 2002. Um, I'm super good at the research. You are. I'm April 6th, 2002, I was a freshman in college. April 6th, 2001, I was a senior in high school. April 6th, 2002, I would have been in like the 8th grade. April 6, 2001, I was probably skipping school. <laughs> Fair enough. That's like all I did in my senior year. I um, never went to school. <laughs> so anyway, on April 6th, she went to Kearney's Hilltop Mall at around 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And when she walked back to her car about 30 minutes later, um, she noticed that a Suburban had parked with its driver's side door super close to hers. Nope. So she tried to squeeze into her car, um, and the man who'd been sitting in the Suburban approached her. Again, nope. Nope. Um, Drop everything and run. In her testimony, she said he had a gun and was pointing it at me. He said he needed my car. Keep running because he probably can't hit a moving target. Yes. You know, like, yes. I always wonder, but I don't want to know for sure how I'd act in these situations. Because I'm full of... Yeah, here's the thing. You said, like, I'm in the middle of reading Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. And uh-huh. they're, like, talking in the beginning about fuck politeness and all that. But I know, like, I'm, I think, you know, I think to myself, oh, I would totally do something different. But the, as they're telling these stories, I'm like, no, I would totally do exactly what they did in these situations right yeah well and i think doubly is like not not that the rest of the world doesn't have ethics don't take it this way but like southern ethics are such a thing that it is ingrained in us like and especially in girls in the south in the you know from birth that you Mm -hmm. must speak with respect to everybody who approaches that your instinct of survival is almost taken away because that is so drilled into you yeah oh no i totally get that Mm -hmm. um so in any case, um, they struggled. Like she fought. It wasn't like she was like, okay, cool. I'm going to get in your car. Um, he pushed, do it. I said totes. Yeah. Um, they, uh, so he finally pushed her into the driver's side and, um, she actually busted out the passenger side and took off running and he got out after her and grabbed her within a few feet. But, um, she said she was screaming as loud as she could. And so he started hitting her in the head in the right temple and then in the cheek as she struggled. And then she was forced back into the suburban. Super not cool, bro. Um, she said, I kind of remember being pushed into the suburban, but I kind of blacked out. Um, so that that thing where adrenaline takes over and you don't really know what's going on anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, in the suburban, she huddled on the passenger side floorboard as he yelled at her. Um, and then he asked, why did you scream like that? And then he asked if her car was really worth that much to her. Bro, she's not mad about the car. No. I'm going to no. go out on a limb here. I'm not a psychologist, but... Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so her face hurt a lot. Her nose was bleeding. She's cowering in the floorboard of the car and he drove and she stayed curled up in the floorboard until it was dark. Um, and then like a gentleman, he chained her wrists and her ankles. Um, but then he released, he took them off. So he was really sweet. 
That's oh yeah. Right. I, I, I was wondering where it would come in that he was just a really nice guy. <laughs> Right you there. Which she took the. With. Oh, just so you know, one of the articles that I'm not including in this, but her, his sister excused his behavior by because he had a rough life. Me? Like, like didn't excuse it, but like explained it away. Like. <laughs> so anyway, um, after he remain, removed the chains, he lost control of his car and drove it into a ditch, and it tipped over onto the passenger side. Yep. So Zappa, knowing that this was all her fault, because if she hadn't been in the car, then he wouldn't have tipped over. That's the clear answer. Um, and because she got in the car willingly. Right. Right. He asked him to take her somewhere. Well, totally. it was her extra her weight is what shifted the car. <laughs> oh um, so he bound her wrists again. And then uh, they just went for a casual walk to a nearby farm. NBD. That's where he stole a pickup truck and then tried to use it to turn his truck, his suburban back over. So there was no magical tractor laying around. Oh, man. Um, So instead, he took that truck and drove about 165 miles away um, where he Oh, no, sorry. He drove to a place. At this point, they're about 165 miles from where they'd started. Um, Mm -hmm. He then found a a front-end loader um, and used it to write the Suburban. So he did finally find this piece of equipment. Magical truck. Yep. Um, She said, so the... um, During the cross-examination, because, you know, defense attorneys are such gentlemen... Um, Mm -hmm. So polite. Um, He pointed out that there was a rifle on the dashboard of the um, truck. So if you were so scared, why didn't you use that to defend yourself? I'll just let that one sink in for a minute. I will burn this house down. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad idea because you have to live there. But maybe we could find the name of this defense attorney. Stickman. That's his last name. Yes. I will burn your house down, sir. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh-huh. How do people sleep at night? God. I really don't understand. Um, she said, I don't think I could shoot anyone. Nothing other than fear kept me from picking it up. Um, so she also said she couldn't escape in the pickup truck because she was left alone for a minute when he was getting the front loader um, because she couldn't drive a stick shift. And, you know, she's bound up. Like, that's kind of... Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they returned to uh, the Suburban. Um, to they Or they got the Suburban and took it to a place called Springview, which is where they were kind of near, um, to get the tire replaced on the Suburban. Just casual stuff. Like, things you do with your girlfriend whenever you've kidnapped her. Yeah, sure. Um, and then she said... My if fiancé... Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) She said if she got more than two feet away, he would immediately ask her where she was going. What are you doing? Get over here. Um, So. All things women love to hear out of their fiance's mouth. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Um, So by the next day, they were in Sheridan, Wyoming, where um, Zappa told Slooty to call a friend and say that she'd gone on vacation. So instead, she called home and spoke with a family friend who asked if she was okay and how they could get her home safely. Yeah. Um, so Slooty said that Zappa wasn't angry, was angry she didn't say she was on vacation and he hung up the phone. Um, yes. So Zappa then had her call a girlfriend to, quote, see what the cops knew. But when Slooty wouldn't tell her friend what Zappa wanted her to, he ended that call too. So he's like, I told you, you have to ask her exactly in a way that she's not going to wonder what's going on. If you just say, what do the cops know? And then if I don't like it, I'll hang up, you know. Seems legit. Yeah. Again, when Sarah and I were dating, I would also tell her exactly what calls to make and I'd hang them up if she didn't say I'm just right. I scripted everything she's ever said. Well, and that's why you guys have such a happy marriage. Right. (laughs) It's built on love and trust and the rifle on my dashboard. 
<laughs> so then the lovely defense attorney said, well, why didn't you ask for help on those phone calls? Fuck this guy so much. He's, I think he is as much the villain in this case as the actual kidnapper. Yeah. Um, what a douche. She said the 911 call was the only call he didn't monitor. And I only asked for help then because he wasn't there. Um, so she made that 911 call on the 8th. So it took her two days to be able to call 911. Uh, oh, baby. Yeah. Uh, later the night of April 7th, as they were driving, um, she tried to jump out of the Suburban, but he grabbed her and pulled her back in. He became angry and he turned on to a side road and he bound her with tape. Cool. Um, while she was asleep, um, he stopped on a remote road. He cut her clothes off and he raped her. Sure. Um, but he didn't make her dig her own grave first. No, not this time. Well, that's nice. Um, she said, I told him I was a virgin and he said, no, you're not. And, and that was that. I, um, okay. Um, she said, I felt like my life was over. So on April 8th, that's when she made the 911 call, but he walked in at the end of it. He said, I might as well shoot you in the head now. It's over for you. Um, okay. So they made it to Belgrade, Montana, which is north of Yellowstone Park. Um, and that's where he broke into a house. She found clothes there and was changing when he interrupted her and raped her again. So I'm not enjoying this story. Not cool, bro. Um, at another home they broke into, um, Zappa broke in. He took money. He stole women's lingerie, food, and then their car. Well, it's their wedding. He's She's got to have something nice to wear, Aaron. Don't make that face. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a Victoria's <laughs> Secret in abandoned northern Montana. Unless there's an abandoned Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Sir, is Montana even a real place? <laughs> um, you know how the wine and crime girls say like anything south of like, I don't even know where is the deep south. Uh-huh. Like I assume like anything north of Oklahoma is like. Not real. The wilderness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the unexplored wild. Canada. Like, <laughs> <I don't... laughs> so, um, the next two days, he kept her close at side. They broke into um, ca- cabins and stole camping supplies um, and chains and a canoe. You know, just all the stuff you're going to need for your honeymoon. <laughs> canoe? Yeah. You've never just had the urge to steal a canoe, Erin? <laughs> No. <laughs> Do I look like I ever want to be in a canoe? I have ever? I have four in my backyard just because I can't quit stealing them. Every <laughs> every time I go on a trip, I'm like, Sarah, do you know it would be a good um, reminder of this trip? That fucking canoe. And then I just take it. So, well, I live on the third floor. It would take a lot of work to get the <laughs> canoe up here. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. So maybe you want a kayak. <laughs> <laughs> a paddle boat um so on april 9th he raped her for a third time however this time she threw her underwear into a kitchen trash can in hopes that the police would find it good um she said i knew he was trying not to leave evidence and i knew someone would find it and use it as evidence so because of this she started leaving evidence like hansel and gretel style so um she left a note that said, Anne Slutty, April 10th, 2001. It was 2001. I knew I'd gotten the date wrong. So 41001. I know you can't take See, me anywhere. I was I was just skipping school, living my best life. <laughs> Stealing a canoe. Girl. Yeah, I've never stolen a canoe. Uh, this poor girl, however. She left another note that said, I love my mom, dad, and brother. Um, she scratched it on a book, like into a book with a metal pencil. So she, it was like an indention of it. Um, on April 10th, um, they went, they were in Rollins, Montana, where he broke into another cabin 
while he was in the bathroom with our new euphemistic taking a pee. Yes. Um, she watched a news broadcast about her kidnapping that showed pictures of her and pictures of Zappa and then pictures of the stolen Suburban and the Toyota that they'd stolen. Mm-hmm. And she said it made me really happy and I knew that people were looking for me. She, she later said that that news broadcast was the only thing that kept her going. The fact that she knew that people were actively looking was oh, the thing honey. that kept her going. Um, That's horrible. Yeah. So... On April 11th, Zappa saw a news report about the kidnapping and became angry and raped her a fourth time. So she said that he then began to barricade himself inside as police surrounded the house where they were. Oh, good. They're found. Yay. Yeah. During an 11 hour standoff. Nightmare. Yeah. During an 11 hour standoff, um, she spoke to the sheriff's office, LeVar Burton sitting there like talking mm-hmm. on the phone. Um, I'm, I choose like, to believe it was actual LeVar Burton. Story. <laughs> um, he's like, um, today guys, we're going to read a book called I'm guilty and other things you can confess. <laughs> um, you don't have to take my word for it. I, I surrender and other things you can say in this situation. <laughs> um, anyway, she got to speak with the sheriff's office. She spoke with her parents and she talked with um, Zappa's mother and fa- and family. Um, he just wanted his mommy. I'm telling you. Right. So it was a family affair. Um, to make Zappa happy, she tested. She later said um, that she told them it's not what you think. So, like, if they'd ask, "Is she okay?" She'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're fine. This is not what you think at all. We're yeah. having the time of my life, mom. We are on our honeymoon, mom. Don't we're you- married AF. <laughs> we got a canoe to seal it. We, we have got a canoe. <laughs> we- I'm so happy." <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. So, um, she walked out of the house. The police handcuffed and frisked her. She was wearing stolen jewelry and had $160 in cash and a knife on her. Um, when the defense attorney, he shows his head again, asked her why she had all that. If she was not, if she was innocent, why did you have the stolen money and jewelry and knife? And she, and she said she, she just like flipped him off and just sat there for like four minutes she saying went, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, she explained like he gave her the jewelry and the money. And what do you do whenever? And then she didn't respond to the question about the knife. But I don't think she has to. This dude kidnapped her and she needed to find a way to defend herself. He's raped her four times at this point. She gets to have a knife. I don't care where she got it. Did they put this defense attorney in jail too, like just for good measure? Um, actually, he is the guy that presses the button at It's a Small World at Disney World. And that is his punishment. <laughs> 12 hour shifts listening to that on loop. Ugh. <laughs> um, That's fitting. So he. Um, sorry, so much of this was taken from the transcript from her. Um, hearing i mean from the uh trial um she said let's see i'm backing up now um she ran into the arms of the sheriff's uh deputy that saved her yes to lavar burton and she was like read me a book um He said, I reached out to grab her hands and she spun around 180 degrees, ran into my arms and grabbed me tightly saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's over. Thank God it's over. And then she burst out into tears and was crying the whole time. She was hysterical, Um, which I don't think hysterical Uh, is the right word in this case. It's just the appropriate response. Yeah, that is like, that's what you should be. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to find... Somehow I didn't actually snag his sentence. I know he was facing, he was charged with kidnapping and using a handgun to commit a serious crime in the abduction. Um, He was facing as long as life in prison or a $250,000 fine or both. And then an additional seven years or an additional $250,000 fine for the second charge. Um, 
but well, if the movie's right, he got life without parole. That's what I I was pretty positive. That's what I'd read, but I didn't snag yeah. it in this article. Um, additionally, um, in a in another interview that her dad gave, he talked about when they flew into Montana to meet her after she was rescued. Um, that night, they had take out Chinese in their hotel room because they were all too tired to like do anything else. Aww, Understandable. Yeah. And her fortune cookie said, your luck will change this day. Oh, that's so cute. Right? Um, so Love she... It. I could use a fortune cookie that had that on the inside. Right? Can you get me one of those? Um, I've got one that says, error 404, fortune not found. Oh, no, that's That's my accurate. life. Um, <laughs> so she went on to become an engineer. And she is so rad. And I read an interview with her much later. Um, You know, it was pretty recent, like the past two or three years. Um, And she talked about how she doesn't think about the incident, um, how she did have a phase where she was angry, but she's gotten past that. And um, I can't imagine why she would be angry. Right. Um, And then the news was like, she's even been able to have steady relationships with boys. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) I'm like, I understand that that is a big deal after the trauma she went through, but I just don't like the way they reported it. Yeah, that's a little bit um, uncalled for. So she's just a badass. She left clues everywhere she could. She Hansel and Gretel her way through that. Um, Good girl. And uh, really did her, like, she did everything she possibly could to survive. And I love a good story where somebody survives. Yes, that was a the story is good. The movie was terrible. Right. I mean, the story itself is terrible, too. But I love when somebody survives. Yes. Dawson, I expect more from you. Yes. Was he at least a decent actor in this movie? He actually... You know, that's the thing. You know, everybody makes fun of James Vanderbeek. He's a really good actor. He oh, just yeah. kind of gets... He, he got typecast a jet- lot. He, yeah, he got some campy roles, and he'll be typecast forever. Right. But he is a good actor. He is. And also his wife is pregnant with their sixth child, so... Oh, uh, James, you better get some more acting gigs, like... Yeah, I mean, well, I'm sure he's making some pretty nice bank on Dancing with the Stars, since he is, like, in the finals now. Oh, is he? Like, I don't even know how far... Or semifinals, or whatever. They're, there's, like, two episodes left. So oh, wow. Look at you, Jimmy. Yeah, he's a really good dancer, too. Do you have a Lifetime movie for me this week? Well, like I said last week, I'm just going to talk to you about Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. I can't with uh, anything else right now. I watched two good Christmas movies this week. I watched Christmas Under the Stars on the Hallmark Channel, starring Jesse Metcalf. And I can't remember her name. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then I watched... Um, I love me some Jesse Metcalf. Autumn Reeser. That's the girl that was in it. Oh, I yeah, like yeah. her a lot, too. And, okay, Clark Peters was in this movie. He is my new favorite all-time Hallmark character. His name was Clem. He was so good. I loved him. Um, <clears throat> and then I watched um, uh, Christmas in Louisiana with uh, on Lifetime, which was with Jana Kramer who I'm really hoping the Deck the Hallmark guys do a head-to-head between Kelly Pickler and Jana Kramer for their movies. Jana Kramer is such a much better actress right. than Kelly Pickler. Right. And also her voice doesn't remind me of nails on the chalkboard. But I like that one, too. It was very cute. Um, I'll, every time I think about Kelly Pickler now, I just think of that movie last year. where ev- Christmas in Graceland? Yeah, where every time she's saying it was like a studio edit, like mm-hmm. you could just sing Silent Night yeah. to a mic, like on set. Well, here's what I liked because, okay, last year Kelly Pickler was in Christmas at Graceland, and this year Jana Kramer was in Christmas in Louisiana on Lifetime. And what I liked, the difference is, Lifetime understands that it does not snow in Louisiana. Right. Whereas at Christmas in Graceland, there was like a good foot of snow, like on the ground the whole time in Tennessee. Which it snows in Tennessee, but not like that. Right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they were a little bit more real with the the Christmas in the South, which I can appreciate. Because it does not snow here on Christmas. Sorry about it. It snowed here one time. 
Not on Christmas. Not even close to Christmas. Yeah. It snowed last year on like November 2nd. And it snowed the year before last year in mid December. And everyone lost their shit. Yeah. Like everyone lost their mind. When it started to flurry, like, I mean, it didn't even stick because it had been 62 mm-hmm. degrees the day before because yeah, that's how Louisiana too. works. Um, me and all of my students ran out and played in the snow, like spun around in it for as long exactly. as it lasted because so I'm the seven. last time it snowed and stuck here was in 1985. Oh, wow. No, we've gotten it more recently than that. The last time it's, we've, we, more typically get hard freezes where everything is just covered in Uh ice and is miserable. So, um, in light of that, I'm going to skip the true crime story. I was going to tell you, instead I'm going to tell you about my favorite snow time story. Yay. So when I was in college, I think it was my senior year of college. Um, it snowed where I went to college in Natchitoches and it snowed really well. Like it was a good snow. It was fluffy and it snowed pretty steadily and it was Valentine's weekend. And so that was pretty awesome too. Like it was beautiful and, um, okay. That might've been Martin Luther King weekend. It was one time it snowed on Valentine's weekend, one time Martin Luther King, but I don't remember which time this was. Sarah says it's Martin Luther King that time. Anyway. So we were, (laughs) we were out of school and, um, Sarah and I drove to, we just drove out like looking at the snow cause it was beautiful everywhere. Yeah. And, um, one of her former roommates was out building a snowman cause she was out from far West Texas where it actually does mm-hmm. snow. And so she was building like a legitimate snowman. So we got out and helped her and we built this like eight foot tall Cute. monster. And then her neighbors who I will always refer to as Cletus and Bubba <laughs> were out rolling the world's biggest snowball there was a big open field across from this house and they were going to roll every square inch into a snowball it was the biggest monstrosity of a boulder i'd ever seen and one of them looks at me and goes hey you're big and i was like don't know how to take this let's see what comes next and he goes we think it'd be funny if we blocked the road with this snowball will you help so being the kind human being I am, I would, yeah, let me move my car so we don't block me in, and then I will. And we sure did block off that street with that big-ass <laughs> snowball. <laughs> Helped them push it up out of that field and block the road with it. It was probably six feet in diameter. Like I mean, it was massive. Listen, if you haven't realized this, you people in the north, you all are annoyed by snow, and we get one flake here and lose our ever-loving shit. We're like, oh my god, snow, and then we do dumb shit like block off the road with a snowball. <laughs> it's true. You're not wrong. Because we don't, okay, so the difference is because up north you guys are prepared for snow because it happens. It doesn't happen here, so we we don't have snow plows. We don't have any of that shit down here. If it snows, like, we're all stuck in our house for days. If it snows, Home Depot looks like that. Do you remember the drawing that floated around the internet? <laughs> it was the woman that looks like a pole dancer. Like, that's how our Home Depots all look. And we're throwing yes. money at the one snow shovel left. Yes, it's the truth. <laughs> so wow. that is my snow time story. You're welcome. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm crying. Wow. Um, so what are we watching next week? Crimes of the mind. Have you ever found it? Not yet, but I'm un- I'm gonna. Okay, because we've been putting it off in hopes that we can find it. Well, I'm just gonna have to watch it on YouTube. I think it's on YouTube. So. Okay. If it's not, then you guys will all get a surprise next week. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. Um. Well, do you want to tell the lovely people where they can find us? I guess I will. You can follow us on Instagram at Lifetime Sentence, on Twitter at Life Sentence Pod, right? That's yes. right, right? Yes, I heard I you like it. wrong. <laughs> I feel like that's not right. That's correct. Uh, Facebook.com slash Lifetime Sentence. Um, you can email us at Lifetime Sentence Podcast at gmail.com. You can search us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lifetime sentence. I already said that. Did you? I was drawing. I thought you just said Instagram and Twitter and email. Mm -mm. You said our email too? I did. Okay. And then 
please join us at Patreon, where we yes. are telling unsolved mysteries. And mm-hmm. we have done everything from unsolved, like, murders to art theft to really everything in between. It's been really fun. Um, We're having a good time. Come join us. We and are. then also... Oh, our blog, you can find show notes and things, and we're going to get working on that, lifetimesinness.com. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. Um, Until next time, don't forget to eat your vegetables. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, don't don't eat them yet. (laughs) Please rate, review, and subscribe. That's the thing we always forget. All the things. Please, 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 please. It really helps us. We would really love to see, like, 50 ratings we're at like 20 i want 50 yes 50 by the first 50 by the first yes i love it okay all right so go rate review subscribe take your friends phones and just rate us real quick it's fine subscribe them too so that way they can hear us because we're pretty awesome text text a link of your favorite episode to your friends because Mm -hmm. we all have different tastes i would tell you my favorite episode but it might not be your favorite episode it's true um so Now, until next time, don't forget to eat your vegetables. Charge your phone. Bye. Bye. This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.